This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, April 25th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. The president says he will send 250 members of the military to assist in the fight against ISIS in Syria. But is that anything more than a gesture? Chris Preble, Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. Well, the goal, of course, is to end the Syrian civil war and deal a decisive blow to ISIS. It's hard to believe, it's hard for me to believe that 250 individuals will be the critical increment of uh, American power that makes both of those or either of those things happen. Um, And in fairness, I, I think... I don't think President Obama believes that either, um, but I do. But I think it's interesting that um, for someone who has, I think, a healthy skepticism of the efficacy of military power and especially large numbers of U.S. troops uh, in places like Iraq and Syria, he seems to have an extraordinary uh, amount of faith in the ability of very small numbers of troops to do what large numbers of troops can't do, and and again. Uh, in fairness, uh, they're doing different things. They are. Uh, it is supporting fighters on the ground as opposed to doing the fighting themselves. A a, a critical distinction. But I think where I uh, I don't share th- uh, the the president's apparent confidence in the effectiveness of this is that I think the the problems that uh, these individuals are trying to solve are far more deep-seated than can be uh, addressed by a few well-intentioned, truly a few, just a handful of well-intentioned uh, American uh, soldiers uh, trying to convince them that the most important thing that these other fighters should do is fight ISIS. The problem, of course, is that people in the region don't all agree that ISIS is the number one problem. Most of them think that someone else is a bigger problem than ISIS, and ISIS is somewhere on the list, but not at the top of it. Forgive or correct or agree with my cynicism here, but many of these deployments that the president has engaged in, the small groups of assistance to help some official larger group deal with a problem mm-hmm. are signaling. There, it, it almost seems as if, well, we want to be able to say we're involved, but we don't really want to get involved. Right. So the... The the cynicism I think is is appropriate to some extent, which is there's a there's an, a sign of a sort of tokenism here that the president wishes to appear to not be doing nothing, literally nothing at all. Uh, so he does something which is small, um, and because his main concern is being dragged dra- dragged into uh, a much bigger fight involving uh, much. Uh, potentially uh, much greater risk for American service personnel, which is what happens when you have tens of thousands of U.S. troops as opposed to a few hundred. Um, I mean, my initial reaction upon hearing this story is is precisely that. It was, it was tokenism. It was um, no one can really believe that this is going to have a uh, – an, an enormous impact or even much of an impact at all. Um, it may be true that in particular cases, in particular places, uh, a few American uh, military personnel help to coordinate things like logistics and air support for fighters on the ground. Uh, 
But that's just the point. That we're not talking about a few places. We're talking about two large countries that are comprised of um, uh, different factions of people who don't all share the same end goal. And that's what ultimately is uh, stymieing uh, the efforts to end the Syrian civil war and decisively defeat ISIS. This from uh, the Associated Press. The new deployment brings the number of U.S. military personnel in Syria from roughly 50 to roughly 300. It follows a similar ramp-up in Iraq announced last week. The new Syria forces will include special operation troops assisting local forces as well as maintenance and logistics personnel. Why not do nothing <laughs> if, 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 it's, if it could be widely recognized uh, by the relevant interest groups? Not, the most important of which, of course, are in Syria, mm -hmm. the people who uh, are trying to have a normal existence there. If, if this is largely a meaningless gesture, why do it? I think that it's mostly it has to do with the domestic audience here in the United States, not uh, the reaction of the public in Iraq and Syria. Um, I think there's skepticism uh, by people on the ground there about the United States, bo both U.S. intentions and U.S. Uh, capabilities and, and skill. Uh, but here in the United States, there's still considerable uh, anxiety about ISIS, about what they are capable of doing, about the possibility of them uh, spreading their influence beyond Iraq and Syria, and therefore uh, uh, stating emphatic, you know, kind of emphatically and categorically, we are not going to do anything about this at all, uh, doesn't uh, fly very well. The good news, I think, is that uh, the, the, the fact the president is unwilling to deploy large numbers of troops, and even those people who have traditionally been much more supportive of U.S. military operations in the Middle East are similarly constrained in calling. They do not call for sending large numbers of troops on the ground. Why? Because public sentiment in the United States has shifted against those kinds of operations, the kind of operations that were conducted in the early 2000s after the events of 9-11. Um, that's simply not on the table, and I think that reflects the the understandable lack of enthusiasm on the part of the United uh, American people to get more deeply involved in uh, these civil conflicts. Um, I wish that there was more focus on the deep dysfunction of the Iraqi and Syrian states that have given rise to the to ISIS in the first place, uh, and and there hasn't been. So you you continue to see us attempting little things around the margins and expecting them to have a big effect. And the reason why they don't is because the conditions on the ground are just not conducive to it. The truth is that American uh, goals in Iraq and Syria often conflict with our allies or partners in the region. So in the example that's directly relevant to this case is the Kurdish forces, uh, Kurds have been doing relatively well against ISIS, uh, but this, this causes great anxiety on the part of the Turks, who are, of course, a NATO ally. And so part of the, the purpose of this mission is to try to convince uh, the Turks uh, that this is not purely a Kurdish operation against ISIS, but trying to rally Sunni Arab forces against ISIS, which is hard to do. Uh, but uh, apparently, the president doesn't think it's impossible. But my, my point is that is that there are competing interests here, and, and part of the 
I would argue, incoherence of U.S. policy reflects that we ha- that we have different uh, goals, our uh, our allies and partners have different goals, uh, and they simply are not aligned, and they are unlikely to be aligned by the addition of 250 U.S. troops. Chris Prample is Vice President for Defense and Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app, and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast. <laughs>